0: another edition of the Goat Podcast.
1: You you had to think about it? Yeah, you you thought about that for a couple minutes. You don't know which podcast we're doing?
0: I'm waiting for...
1: What are you waiting for?
0: I'm waiting for something.
2: I don't know what you're
0: talking about. Oh. The The Goat Podcast.
2: Meh. There you go. The greatest
0: office (laughs) of all time. I'm Dan Rhino, joined by the lovely Jessica Rhino and the even lovelier Will Lewis.
2: Aw, thank you.
0: My lovely wife and my other lovely wife.
2: I don't like that you have to share.
1: That's strange.
0: That's yeah, I not don't know strange, if I like Jessica. That It's twenty twenty. Yeah, people can be whatever they want. It's normal. Yeah, just be accepting of it. How are you, How's everybody doing? Good. It's been a uh, while.
2: It's been a while. I feel like this is the first. Is this is the first one we've ever. No, second. Yeah, this we've first ever one we've done, ever
0: done. First episode. The second one we've done. ever
2: done live. Mm-hmm.
0: We we were on we we're on COVID restrictions there for a little while.
2: Not anymore. But then yeah,
0: they yeah. were
1: all live.
0: Live to take.
1: Yeah. But We together. weren't like
2: in the same room. But now with COVID-19 being defeated.
0: Yes. Apparently the governors have decided they're going to open the states back up fully. And Gotta expect, make that money. expect a second wave to <laughs>
2: hit us really hard. Hey, you know. Uh,
0: Jessica and I have already defeated it for you guys. So you're welcome.
2: We you're appreciate welcome.
0: that. Uh, and that's uh, it for today on the uh, COVID report. I'm Dan Rhino, Jessica Rhino, Lil Lewis. We'll catch you next time give you another update.
2: We need a tagline for that.
0: Don't get caught with your pants down.
2: I like it. Just roll with it.
1: <laughs> all right. Here, I'm, too, I'm too tired. Here today. on the Greatest
0: Office of All Time podcast, Argue that one. we are working through a tournament-style format to try to uh, find the greatest office episode of all time, guys. And I believe this is our fourth matchup. So we're almost done Yeah Not no. even close <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we're getting We're there.
1: done with one of the
0: We are finishing up the Michael Scott region today region? Ooh. As we have a matchup of season four's The Deposition Taking on season six's Niagara Ooh. Which takes place Niagara In Niagara Falls Niagara oh. Falls Oh
1: sorry I misheard you Or as
0: Michael calls it Viagra
2: Falls Yep
0: you know what state? What happens in Niagara Falls stays in Niagara Falls. Did
2: you make that up.
0: That's an original. It's no, Dan- he stole it. it. A, yeah, Dan, he stole the joke. That's, that's a Dan a, Rhino original.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's an easy joke though. It's easy to make. What happens in a stays in a Hilarious.
3: Yeah. So uh,
0: as we work through these uh, matchups, we are going to give you kind of the synopsis of both episodes. We're going to give you some of the tidbits and facts behind the scenes type things Talk we're about gonna
1: get off track at some we're point get
0: way into the weeds so far that we can't even get back out seemingly but we will and we will we always do put out a very mediocre podcast as we always do it's great no matter how deep into the weeds we get
2: yep that's the that seems par for the course for the rhino podcasting network
0: when uh will, when you found out these were going to be the two episodes when I sent you the, the link to the matchup You uh, kind of were a little Taken back I guess because you thought it was going to be a tough decision Is that right?
2: Yeah uh, actually I look, These are two of my favorite episodes um, So I was like oh Boy I had a tough decision ahead of me I had to ponder this throughout the majority of the day um, And then obviously from last night From watching the episode to today And go through all my notes And
1: so you, you cleared your day for this?
2: Yeah, no, I've been sitting at home all day just thinking and thinking and thinking.
1: Did you, like, make a pros and cons list or anything like that? I did.
2: I made a uh, pros and cons list. I have a whiteboard that I keep specifically for the, the show. Um, I, re- I erased it, like, six times. So
0: You can do that with whiteboards. Yeah. Erase them as many I times it, as you want. Is it
2: whiteboard or is it whiteboard?
1: White. I thought it
0: was white, but now that you said it... <laughs> It uh-huh. would make sense. Because the
1: chalkboard was the blackboard, mm-hmm. and now you have a new board. It's the I don't whiteboard. I
2: don't like
0: that. Yeah, I don't like that, Justin. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we can do that
1: now. But that's the way it was.
0: Interesting. See, I don't see color. Uh, literally, I'm colorblind. colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm diagnosed <laughs> colorblind. Literally, this is that's a literal thing. I know some people say it like figuratively. I literally don't see color. Is that I don't believe. It. It's true. Is it true? It's true I mean it's not I don't see like Everything is like Like a black and white movie But I don't see like Variations of colors Like you do Probably Like blues and greens And reds
3: It's very
2: vivid
0: Yeah Me not so much
1: He had real trouble With the traffic lights In Chicago He almost killed a man
0: oh that's a, that's a strong accusation is the statute of limitations up on that by the way i'm pretty sure can we talked about that yeah. is it like 10 years yeah Ooh. we, we could talk about it. yeah i almost ran it, over again got... god
3: <laughs> oh no
0: he in my defense he walked right out in front of me he but said, it was
1: <laughs> but you had a red light right but you couldn't tell
0: but i was turning right you can go right on red well I, was there the a city. sign that said right on red no right on red. It didn't say you couldn't go right on red. And in my defense there was no crosswalk there. Years later, guess what they did? Put in a crosswalk. You Ooh. go there now there's a crosswalk. I think I affected change.
2: There you go. That's all you need to do. And that's why, and that's what it's all about. Yeah? And that's what it's all about.
0: So make a change. Right be the change to, that to you want to make. Kill somebody
1: if you want to be the change.
0: Be the change that you want to make.
2: You know it all also <laughs> is about change. The Ni- Niagara Falls episode. Wow. Good segue. I'm trying to get <laughs> us back on
0: top. Yeah.
1: Because we're already gone.
0: We're deep into the weeds. Well, let's talk about the deposition here because the winner of this matchup is going to advance into round two of the tournament. And that tournament, you can uh, find it. You can really find it anywhere if you just type in like office 15 tournament or if you go to the, the office... Uh, Twitter account, they've got it posted there, hashtag Office15, because this is the 15th anniversary of the greatest show of all time, in my opinion. Will disagrees. He thinks it's number two. Yes. Uh, he thinks Scrubs is the greatest show of all time.
1: Mm, no, mm. we just rewatched Scrubs. It didn't hold up.
2: Love Scrubs. It's good. Although,
1: it's I am currently
2: watching, re-watching Community. It's good. And Community's
0: pretty great. It's very good. not It's not The Office, though.
2: So it's top mind.
0: It's pretty good. I tried to get Jess into a community. She got a couple episodes in and just lost interest. I said, "You got to stick with it. You got to get to the paintball episode." It's just like The Office. You got to stick with it. You got to get those first couple of cringeworthy Michael Scott episodes.
2: You know, I was actually I was talking to somebody about The Office the other day, and they're like, "I don't know how you can restart it, like consistently, like as soon as you finish it." Because I just finished mm-hmm. season nine again, mm-hmm. and I immediately restarted it. And they're like, "I don't know how you can." continue to watch season one over and over and I'm like honestly at this point it's a lot funnier now than I ever thought it was like season one is very I actually like watching you're
1: desensitized one. to I it know. yeah
2: <laughs> like I'm just hey, so used is. to it that I'm just like, like that is actually pretty funny like it's not as cringy as I thought it was you know 600 I could see that ago.
0: I could see that you know that especially that you know that okay Michael's really Hard to like, but you're gonna end up liking him later on. Yeah. And he's gonna grow. Yep. So there's hope there. Eventually. When you watch it the first time there there's not a lot of hope. You wonder mm-hmm. if he's gonna be like that the whole time. Right. But and then there's hope for like the relationship between uh, like Jim and Dwight and you know, there's a lot of you know, there's Jim's hopeless love with Pam that's gonna end up good and that's a kind of a, a transition to one of the episodes we're talking about and today.
2: And you know, twenty twenty, if it needs anything. Mm-hmm. It needs hope.
0: It does. It needs a hero. And a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: that's, that's what it really needs. <laughs> yeah. And we sports.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't really need hope as much as we need a vaccine <laughs> here in 2020. Uh, but you, like I said, you can find that bracket on uh, pretty much anywhere. It's the official Office 15 tournament. And uh, we're doing our own version of that. We're using that as kind of our baseline here to pick these winners and who's going to advance. And then hopefully by week... In about 10 or 15 years, when we get done with this podcast, we'll be uh, have the definitive winner, assuming I mean, we're the world is right not, along, assume is, assuming the world is not ended by then. Ugh. So, we finish up the Michael Scott region today. Let's talk about the deposition season four, episode 12. According to the bracket, if you were watching it on Netflix, it was season four, episode eight. How do they get that so wrong? I think we t- we talked a little bit about it. It has to be like it maybe I, it has to be that it aired as the twelfth episode, but when they reconfigured it for distribution, maybe when they reconfigured it for like DVD and reconfigured it for streaming, they decided that it would be better in this slot, the number eight slot, rather than that's the only explanation. Because well, then Netflix, just just ah, just throw them up there, people. Well,
2: the, yeah, it. the 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 Niagara episode. Is split. Mm -hmm. Like it has, it's episode something and something. 22 and 23. I don't remember.
0: So for the bracket, it is season six, episodes four and five.
2: Yeah, that was close.
0: Yeah, not bad. Four four and five, round them up, 22, 23. We're good. Something like that. And that's another thing that's worth talking about. The Deposition is a single half hour episode, Niagara was a double episode. So we're kind of comparing apples to oranges here.
2: Mm. I prefer apples.
1: Okay. I, I like oranges, but they're so difficult to I eat. I prefer apples too. Yeah. So I. I so that's,
0: that's we it. all agree. 100%. Apples advances yeah. to the next apple. round. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so we're good
1: to go. Which one's the apple?
2: Yep. <laughs> we'll find uh, out at the end of the episode.
3: Stay now, tuned.
0: Now, Will, I got to take uh, I got to part company with you a little bit here. You said that you're going to have a hard time choosing between these episodes because you liked them both so much. I got to tell you, I didn't. Love either episode. Whoa. Whoa,
2: That's a hot. That's a hot take. Uh, I, if drop? I
0: had If I had the hot take button like we do on the Rhino Wrestling, Review, I'd get the hot take button? We the, don't have the. We don't have the budget that the wrestling podcast has yet. The wrestling podcast is listened to by a, a massive of thousands of Russians. Of Russians, <laughs> a lot of Russians, probably bots downloading. But yeah. we don't care. We get them that's downloads, yeah. baby. Uh, I didn't money. really. I
1: didn't love either one. Really? I liked them.
0: I liked them. Wow. I wasn't in love I'm, with either I'm one. I'm
1: finding of them. that with most, like all of them we've done.
0: Oh, wow. I think it's you, because. Maybe you just don't like this show. No. Yeah, maybe we
1: don't actually <laughs> like
0: the Office We know we don't like Jim. We know Jim's the villain. Yeah. <laughs> That's been established on this show.
1: Ah. I think that there's parts of every episode that you love, but to have an entire episode where everybody's storyline is just that you really, really like it. Seems to be hard to find.
0: Well, let's get into it, and maybe Will can uh, prove me wrong here. The Deposition was the last episode to air before the 2007 Writer's Strike. We talked a little bit about that in the Dinner Party episode, because they would go on strike, and then the Dinner Party episode would be the first episode back after. The writer strikes. So a little synergy there. Will. good
2: episode to come back on. A
0: little synergy there.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, the synopsis of the deposition: Michael is put in an awkward position when Jan sues Dunder Mifflin for wrongful termination, and is deposed as a witness. Meanwhile, Kelly begins smack talking Pam after Daryl beats Jim at ping pong. Uh, executive producer Greg Daniels, who I, I think he's behind that the new Space Force show as well.
2: It's a good show. I heard you really really like it.
0: I it grew on me. But it's getting really bad reviews. But I kind of want to see another season of it because I think John Malkovich is amazing Mm -hmm. in it. I think Steve Carell is uh, increasingly likable as the first season goes on. There you go. And I think that's kind of Steve Carell's uh, bread and butter right there and everything that he's in. Uh, But Greg Daniels said that the main purpose of the episode was to add to the tension building between Michael and Jan. And you see that in this episode, and you see it boil over in the next episode, which we talked about, uh, I think, on our first edition of this podcast, which was uh, the dinner party. Yes. So the cold open was Pam giving Michael random post-its in meetings, and the post-its were apparently coming from where one time Michael had a telephone call, and Pam didn't want to interrupt the meeting, so she wrote it on a post-it and handed it to him. Michael liked that.
1: but Made him feel important.
0: He doesn't get phone calls that much. <laughs> so Pam just comes in and writes, Good morning. She draws a smiley face. She does a doodle. She hands, she hands it to Michael. Michael looks at it and says, and says something like, I'm busy. Tell him I'll call him back. No, I don't have time for that now. It makes him feel important. And I even took note of, and Jess noticed too, when we were watching it and Michael's having lunch with Jan. Uh, Pam comes in with the, the post-it note. Michael says, "No, I don't have I don't have time to talk to them right now. I'm that I'm doing more important things." And Jan kind of gives a like pretty impressed face. Mm. Mm, look at my man, right. big big mover and shaker. I'm here. important. <laughs> so I took note of that. Ryan, on the other hand, is Michael's boss at this point in the show, and Ryan badly wants Michael to take the fake phone call. <laughs> Because customer service is very important it And is. this is a client here We can't lose this client So Ryan uh, instructs Michael to Take the fake phone call Pam puts through the fake phone call And Michael answers the fake phone call Says like hey buddy Or hey something buddy. like that And that's the end of our cold open there uh, See, Not that, a great that cold was open fun.
2: It was fun though It, it, it It's fine Like but it's not as funny as a lot of the other cold opens. That's true. Like, this one's just kind of there. Like, I think the the part with Ryan is the part that mattered the most.
0: And it also doesn't have anything to do with the story as much. There's a little bit of a, a hint there that we, we see. There's a little seed planted that we see kind of sprouting later on when Michael says that Uh, I I, I can't talk to them right now. I'm talking to my friend, Ryan. And Ryan says, like, well, as your friend, I want you to answer that that phone. That kind of comes up a little bit later when some of, when Ryan and uh, David Wallace kind of play the friend card with Michael a little bit in the deposition to try to get Michael on their side and away from Jan. And I I wanted, I had that in my notes. I wanted to ask you guys about that in a little bit because that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way it was a little bit normally i like david wallace a lot and i don't know if he was kind of playing michael's strings a little bit i think what you see
2: what you see in this episode is you see every everybody's nobody cares about michael in this episode which and, and everybody just tries to pit michael against each other
0: and that's what he wants more than anything else is for people to care about him as much as he cares about
3: them yeah
2: and I think he starts to realize that halfway through the, de- the, the the deposition is that, like, every single one, like Ryan, David Wallace, Jan, uh, Jan <laughs> they're all out to just use him
3: against mm-hmm. everybody
0: else. Yeah, the attorney for Dunder Mifflin pretty much says it, you know, why would you protect somebody who obviously doesn't care about your relationship? Uh, and Michael sees that as a compliment and he's like oh he's like well thank you for noticing or something like something to that effect but we we get Michael and Jan on their way to the deposition they're going over the truth very carefully they're going over their story very carefully Jan doesn't want to use that in those exact words but Jan is saying we're going over the truth carefully because we wouldn't want to leave it up to chance
2: or leave it up to Michael's judgment right (laughs) those are two
0: things that you don't want to mess
2: with there's yeah. a pattern of disrespect and inappropriate behavior.
0: Dis Ray, my friend, Dis Ray got new specs. Sticks, Dis Ray specs. Yeah. My friend Inapro drives a Prius with his behind neighbor. Yep. There
2: it is. He's like, does that help you? I, yeah. It does actually because that comes up. Uh, it comes up a lot of times throughout the rest of the like the rest of the season. That's how he memo- that's how he memorizes things, mm-hmm. and that's how he memorizes things about his clients.
0: He has a beautiful mind.
2: He does in a way. <laughs> in a way. Yeah.
0: Just like Rain Man had a
2: beautiful mind. And I think honestly, that's the first time we ever see him use that. Which is it's a small thing, but uh,
0: what does Michael want more than anything? We talked about that he wants people to like him he wants to have friends we see that all the way back to that episode when he was on that children's tv show and he said he wanted to have like a hundred kids so he could have a hundred friends and nobody could ever say that they wouldn't want to be his friend and ryan and david wallace both use this ryan at the beginning of the episode and david kind of comes up toward the end of the episode but the first thing ryan does is when Michael comes into the office he pulls him aside and wants to have a little conversation with him. And we see a very different side of Ryan here. Ryan's normally Michael, you need to take things seriously. Michael, I'm not your friend. Michael, I'm your boss, you need to respect me. But Ryan kinda pulls him in, Jessica, and kinda puts his arm around him. Ryan Jess is not a fan of Ryan. No. Not many people. No.
1: Not a friend. So
0: so Ryan is just is just being very sneaky here and, and trying to play Michael's strings, right?
1: He's, he's
2: an ass. <laughs> That's you true. You can say ass on
0: this show. Like, we
2: can say ass on the show? You can
0: say ass on this show. You can Ooh. say whatever you want on this show. You can't say that on the Harry Potter podcast. No. But Jess thought... We just recorded the Harry Potter podcast the other day, so she's still in PG mode. So she kind of hesitated <laughs> when she he's, said, He's a... Ass. You don't let us curse so at all on the rest of the show. There's no other show. way That's to true. say it. That's a family show, sir. Yeah. So yeah. Don't, don't say shit like that on that, on that show. <laughs> yeah, if you're... Um, if you're a fan of the Harry Potter show, do not listen to the wrestling podcast.
2: No, no, no. Listen to the wrestling <laughs> podcast. It's really good. Don't. Yeah.
0: Especially if, you're, if you have children. Yeah.
2: Especially if you have children.
0: That's what he meant to say. So, <laughs> hot, hot take, Jess?
1: Yeah, Ryan is an ass. Okay,
0: thank you. The uh, ping pong table has been put up in the work in the uh, warehouse. Uh, at this point in the show, Kelly is dating Daryl. And Daryl has been beating the pants off of gym at ping pong. And Kelly sees that as an opportunity to do some smack-talking to Pam, who is Jim's boyfriend at the time. Uh, What was your favorite uh, little bit of uh, uh, smack-talk between Kelly and Pam?
2: So I like it when she starts explaining what smack-talk is. (laughs) She's like, smack-talk is like Like in the moment. I don't talk trash. I talk smack. Like, you're ugly, and these are the facts behind why you're ugly. Or
0: whatever she said I can't she, remember Or she said uh, She said Talking smack's happening Right, right now yeah. She said You're ugly And I know so Because I got the I got the proof Right there Yeah, Right there <laughs> So We get to see Kelly Is really the star Of this episode To me she re, Kelly really kind of Come you know Kind of steps Into the The limelight A little bit here And I think Pam uh, Is really a star Of this episode too Those were the two That really shone uh, To me In the deposition but Pam is so upset at the bullying by Kelly, and the fact that she had some some things to say, like, "Were Jim's parents cousins who also sucked at ping pong? <laughs> uh, your your boyfriend would need to take steroids just to watch baseball." Yeah,
3: that was a good one.
0: And then there was one, or there was the scene where Kelly's trying to kelly is walking into the bathroom pam's walking out of the bathroom and kelly refuses to move until pam seeds way into the bathroom and she said that's what i thought that kind of sets pam off and informs jim that kelly's talking smack i don't like it i need you to get better at ping pong so you can beat daryl so you can defend my honor so pam sets up a makeshift ping pong table in the conference room for jim to practice and jim goes through kevin i believe he goes through meredith I don't know who else he would. He ended up going through be- before Dwight finds out. And we find out, Jessica, that Dwight is a huge ping-pong aficionado.
1: Dwight has many, many talents.
2: He does. Well, he has a poster of... Uh, oh, did you write it down? Like, there's so many different names he says. I believe the
0: poster he had, that was the one name I wrote down, was who, Hugo Hoyam. Sure.
2: <laughs> who... Uh well his uh, first trip outside of Pennsylvania was to the Hall of Fame induction of uh
0: Yeah, like Ar- Arthur S- Schmidt Lab or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh Pong Tao or right. Tao.
2: We also this forgot too, like at the be- like towards the beginning of the episode, when they're introducing the ping pong table, Pam is just like uh Jim likes to come down here and play ping pong, mm-hmm. it's Daryl. Sometimes I bring him juice. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend is twelve. My boyfriend is twelve. Like yeah, that's
0: oh, that that's totally funny. me and Jess. Yeah. <laughs> my my husband likes to go play wiffle ball tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I come along and I bring him juice <laughs> and orange slices. Ooh. Uh, we just decided that orange slices aren't good
3: though.
0: They're what? not as good as apples. Apple slices. But, but I think orange there's something about orange slices that they used to give like after we did sporting events something, maybe something yeah. about like the vitamin c
2: in them or something like that my mom used to try to give me those all the time and i would just throw them on the ground and tell her to take me to pizza hut oh my god to get my personal pan pizza
0: you're a horrible
2: son i was
1: did she slap you yeah i would slap the taste so. out of
0: your mouth <laughs> and made you go home and eat some uh well, I frozen had, pizza i had
2: all those frozen all those free pizzas from reading all those books okay the goosebumps yeah. books yeah you're, you're an, av- you're an, an avid, avid reader. reader just a bunch of goosebumps books
0: so we skip back and forth between... That kind of sets up our episode. We skip back and forth between the deposition, which take is taking place at corporate, and we skip to the ping-pong exploits at the office. And Dwight is going to give... Hopefully help Jim improve his ping-pong skills a little bit. But the presence of Toby at the deposition is a little surprising. And I thought... Normally Toby is such... Uh, a low-key personality, but this, I thought having Toby here kind of livened up uh, the deposition a little bit.
1: Yeah, he was the best part about that.
0: Really? You thought he was the best part? How so?
1: Well, like you said, it just livened it up. Just to see him over there chuckling in the corner about things that they were saying about Michael or that Michael had said, I don't know, it just, like, it would have been really kind of depressing and sad and, just watch michael get tortured basically so so i wrote down
0: a couple things that kind of that kind of helped add some humor to the situation which was kind of a i mean the deposition a deposition is kind of a downer just in general but michael was upset that toby was there in the first place even though toby says michael i'm your hr rep i'm on your side (laughs) uh Toby was uh, giggling when the Ryan reference was made in Michael's diary. I believe Michael described Ryan as just as hot as Jan, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And then one of the lawyers says, are we trying to ascertain whether Michael and Jan had a relationship or Mike, and Michael had a relationship with this Ryan? And that Toby just can't control no. himself <laughs> anymore. Uh, and uh, Michael also knocking Toby's tray off the table in the lunchroom.
1: Oh, and the, can I get a copy of that? Yes,
0: 12 copies, yes. Yeah. Right. Toby definitely wants a, a full copy of that diary. And
1: he's sitting there reading the diary when Michael comes and sits down, and you see him just kind of real slowly close <laughs> it and then flip it over like I was not but then Toby tries to be helpful to
0: Michael and nice to Michael. And what does Michael do? Just knocks his tray right off the table. And apparently that was an ad-libbed action. That was not in the script. Uh, apparently, uh, Toby, uh, uh, Paul... Foyers-
1: Flenderson. <laughs> sure. His name is Paul Toby Flenderson.
0: or whatever his,
2: his name Fun- is. Flendenstein?
0: Maybe. Like yeah, we'll go. This? We'll have an intern like yeah. that. We got interns. We have interns now. I just yeah, told th- you what his name is. They're not good interns though, because we don't have that many. Uh, yeah,
1: we're
0: not, we're not having grown that much yet. Mm. Flenderson. Mm,
1: Toby Flenderson. Okay.
0: Uh, Toby Flenderson apparently told uh, Steve Carell to this time just knock my tray off. he said, "Okay," and he does it, and that's the one they kept. So that was n- that was not in the script. That was. A, but
1: isn't he a co-writer or something? Yes. So, yeah. he is. you know, obviously. He knows what he's doing.
0: And uh, we're going to talk about uh, writers in the second episode here because this uh, second episode we're going to talk about was actually written by Mindy Kaling, who plays Kelly. Really? Yeah. So the uh, Niagara episode was mostly written by her with some help from uh, Greg Daniels, who said he wanted to contribute. But we're still in the deposition here. And even with the David Wallace... So the David Wallace testimony comes out. And this is... Jan's lawyer trying to build a case are trying to get Michael back on their side when the opposition is trying to convince them that, hey, this job doesn't really care about you. This job doesn't really care about their employees. This job obviously doesn't care about my client. And I'm going to show you that they don't care about you too. Let's read uh, something that David Wallace said. And David Wallace's testimony that Michael actually wasn't serious contender for the corporate job Uh, when you're given a deposition you're under oath so you have to tell the truth and David Wallace's testimony is that what do you want me to say he's a nice guy he's a faithful employee but he's not really somebody that we considered and that is Jan's lawyers way of trying to hurt Michael right that's yeah. his way of trying to get get them to say, see, they don't really care about you. Get back on our side. Jan can get her money. Right. We can screw these guys.
2: Well, they go back and forth, like, from the beginning. So, the, the first thing is the, the picture. Mm-hmm. So, they should, they, for the, for the relationship, mm-hmm. so they throw out the picture. Yeah. Sandals, from, Jamaican. Yep. From the Jamaican beach.
0: Tan everywhere. And Jan yeah, and, everywhere. Yeah. And then,
2: then the diary gets <laughs> brought out. Um... Tee like, he's like his... Uh, I was feeling very iry. It's, it's eerie. Okay.
0: I was feeling very e- eerie. It's iry. And then they eerie. start
2: trying to pull Michael to each side. Mm-hmm. Like, they want him to side with Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. So they show Jan's... Uh, what is it? The uh, performance, performance review. review. Yeah. And then they show the... the or, Like, they're just going back and forth the whole time. It's yeah. kind
0: of... Sad. It sucks because it, nobody. What does he want more than anything? He wants people to care about him. He wants, you know, to have people that are that are nice to him. Like, but everybody's doing exactly the opposite of that.
1: It's became more about. I don't know. It just seemed weird that, it's like the whole outcome of the trial was going to be on what Michael finally decided to side. Who that he finally mm-hmm. decided to side with.
0: He was a key witness. Yeah. For and
1: sure. it was like. Shouldn't there be more facts than just one guy who got stuck in the middle?
0: Well, it's nice when that one guy that gets stuck in the middle writes everything down in a diary. Right. That can be <laughs> a, that can be admitted as uh, evidence. So Michael wasn't a contender for the corporate job. Uh, Michael, even with that, though, Michael is not going to help Jan's case by saying that the company... He can't honestly say that the company displays a pattern of disrespect because of that little thing that David said in his testimony. He's a nice guy. Right. And that comes back up when David apologizes to Michael, didn't want him to get caught in the middle. And when David's walking out the door, Michael says, David, you're a nice guy too. And that was the little thing that stuck with him. Under oath
1: It was like the only positive thing mm-hmm. that, and, was exactly. that was said to him So he t- latched onto it That was the it. thing
0: he latched onto, exactly
1: Well, and then, you know, the second half of that is he makes the point Well, you expect to get screwed by your company
0: <laughs> You don't expect to get screwed <laughs> by, by your, your girlfriend, girlfriend.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, and I kind of, you know, get that You expect
0: You'll be married someday too, Will
1: To be treated a <laughs> certain way Aww.
0: And then you won't get screwed by your wife either
1: Yes <laughs>
2: Probably the same as
0: now Yep Oh <laughs> Sorry We went off uh, got real sad We went off track there uh, Like I said I think Kelly and Pam Really shone in this episode uh, Jim Really didn't improve much At ping pong though Because Daryl still beats him Like 20 to 4
2: Now he learned to spin serve <laughs> And it works 80% of the time He said
0: uh, The two times we saw it Dwight was Dicking around on his phone And just slammed it back yeah. at him <laughs> So it didn't it didn't really work that well. But Jess, this really we if you watch this episode and then watch dinner party right after that, you really see that there's trouble in paradise for for Jan and, and Michael. But like we talked about in the dinner party episode, there's sometimes that it, they kinda give you hope that there's a chance for them. And we talked about it in the uh, the bankruptcy episode right. as well when Jan kind of comes in and gets Michael on the train and then there was even a little scene here in the cafeteria where Michael's like I can't believe you took my diary and Jan says well you emailed a picture naked picture of me to everybody in the in in the whole company so we'll call it even and then they both say I love you right (laughs) so it's so it's so strange but you can definitely see that there's trouble in paradise
1: right definitely that's I wonder, we've been talking a lot about the continuity and was this episode, which numbers. I feel like there should have been more in between those two episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we get there, but I just feel like there should have been more between those two and, episodes. And maybe
0: that was the result of that of that writer strike. You know, they felt like they needed to get back into, you know, okay, we, we're, we, we know we want them to break up. We've lost a lot of time. We're going to have a compacted season as a result of this writer strike maybe you know that's a good point maybe they needed to you know speed things up a little bit
2: cuz that season was what like 15 episodes yeah, i think yeah
0: it was a there was a lot of uh, thing a lot of shows that were casualties as a result of of that writer strike in 2007
1: <sighs> And then on that same note Sad. i kind of i don't really like the kelly Pam, ping pong stuff. Hey, hey, stuff.
0: hey, hey. I don't like your boyfriend. Cause, 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 cause. Cause he sucks at ping pong. God. That was great. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. I don't.
1: I thought it was annoying. And it didn't really further the sto- any of the storylines. I loved it.
0: I, th-
2: I thought it was hilarious.
1: I felt like it was just filler that they just were being lazy. It was. Like, the that, writers were that, just
2: being lazy. Like. That part was definitely filler. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but I think it just kind of. I think with the episode being as heavy as it was, because the deposition was mm-hmm. not, like... Besides the couple parts where Michael is is trying to be funny, like... That's what uh, she said. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Come again. That's what she said. <laughs>
1: line. Yeah, line. <laughs> He's
0: asking for a line, right. like in a play.
2: <laughs> uh, besides those parts, um, and then, you know, a couple of the entries Toby. that are read... Yeah, and Toby that are, you know, like, the entries that are read from mm-hmm. the diary... Like, it's not a really a, a funny
3: episode. Yeah.
2: It's more of, a, like, everybody's ganging up on Michael, and then Michael's, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to side with his, his new girlfriend or if he sides with his company that he's been with for, what, 12 years mm-hmm. at that point. Um,
0: and, and, and these people that he thinks are, that he, he feels that David Wallace is a friend. He feels that Ryan's a friend. He yeah. feels that Jan is more than a friend. And,
2: and you got to break up that that sadness with mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So that well, that ping pong part is definitely a lot of filler.
0: Yeah, it is. But and and also you gotta have the people at the office doing something too while most of the episode is is taking place in New York, I assume. Yeah at the, at the corporate offices.
1: I mean But I missed... it was kinda like one of the the opening scenes. It just didn't matter in the story. Nothing happened that furthered the plots.
2: We were learning that Dwight is really good at ping pong.
1: Uh-huh. Does that ever come up again?
0: Uh, it comes up in the final scene where we see Dwight and Moe's uh, standing about ten feet back from the table just slamming the ping pongs back and forth uh, uh, Forrest Gump style. Uh, I did have one note about that is that the ping pongs were all CGI in that in that scene. It was just Dwight and Moe's just did the, the actions and then right. the ping pongs were cgi a la Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. But no, it doesn't come up again. Yeah, ever, <laughs> ever, ever in the rest of the show. Uh, so that was the deposition. Let's talk about Niagara. In the tournament here, we've got it down to season six, episodes four and five. Yeah. It was mostly written by Mindy Kaling, aka Kelly, and uh, it was uh, had some notes added by Greg Daniels, who was the aforementioned executive producer and kind of the kind of the the mind behind the Office, and I believe he's. Like, also behind um, The Good Place. It's a good show. I believe so. And then uh, Jess doesn't really like Meh. it. It's a great show.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah, she doesn't like anything. Great show. Imagine living with her and trying to make her happy. She doesn't like anything. She likes you. N- not really. I, <laughs> I do like him. Yeah,
3: there you go. I
1: Thank
0: try, you, Will. He I, noticed. I try
1: so hard.
2: You're doing a great job.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. A Synopsis of Niagara. The office travels to Niagara Falls, aka Viagra Falls, to celebrate Jim and Pam's wedding under strict orders, not to mention Pam's pregnancy. Michael, Dwight, and Andy all want to hook up with guests at the wedding, and Michael and Dwight meet twins. Pam is forced to deal with an embarrassing injury for Andy the night before her wedding, while Kevin deals with the loss of his dress shoes on the morning of the ceremony. So that was actually two synopses that I put together there for you because it's actually two episodes.
2: You're also not allowed to bring firecrackers. This is a firecrackerless wedding. Well, who's
0: providing the firecrackers then?
2: Firecrackerless, firecrackerless wedding. Okay, it's very hard
0: to say. Uh, the cold open is Pam and Jim asking uh, the office to cater to her pregnancy sensibilities, mm-hmm. a la her sensitive smells, etc. <laughs> and. Uh, the office is upset about this, particularly Dwight, who insists on peeling and eating his hard-boiled eggs at his desk, which causes Pam to throw up, and that starts a chain reaction <laughs> in the office, some of which are kind of gross, mm-hmm. uh, particularly uh, Aaron's, when she just pulls the, the third-grade elementary school student and just... Doesn't even try to make it to the trash can Just turns around and throws up on the carpet I thought
1: Angela's was worse
0: Angela's was gross too That was she, the other one that I had as, She as like squished
1: it <laughs> onto herself
0: <laughs> But Andy throws up uh, Oscar we see go running away Meredith throws up And right behind Meredith Creed is just slurping some noodles <laughs>
1: Phyllis jumps up to run away too, or maybe just to get away from it. But Creed. she she tries to move.
0: The Creed one reminded me of the episode where Todd Packer, uh, le- I guess he took a dump in Michael's office, and uh, everybody can't stand the smell. And Who's Creed comes soup. in. Somebody making soup. <laughs> <laughs> so Creed obviously, and then with the was it the mum beans? Yeah. Yeah. He obviously has Smelling a uh, a a different sensibility. Um, when it comes to his nasal passages, that everybody else does. This is
2: actually one of my favorite cold opens in the entire. You like series watching people the throw office. up? I think it's funny. I think it, I think the whole thing is funny. I think, like, seeing every single person just chain reaction because Pam is just, she's just like, you know what? If you guys don't wanna, you know, adhere to my pregnancy standards. I'm just going to throw up in here. And then yeah. everybody else does it. Yeah.
1: I like that. We see the transition there yeah. in the beginning. You see her sneaking back to her desk and putting her toothpaste and toothbrush away right. because she ran to the bathroom to throw up and then she cleaned herself all up and came back and, and went back to work. Well, if you're not going right. to help me out, then I'll just sit right here and throw up in your face.
2: And then see Dwight's just sitting there and he has, <laughs> took a bite out of his egg and he's just like he's looking like, around. What have,
0: what have I done? Oh no. <laughs> And then Pam just kind of just wipes her mouth off, goes back go- to work. Goes back to work. Yep. and I'm not even gonna, don't even need to worry about you know making myself presentable because yeah. everybody else just puked, and Dwight's eating hard boiled eggs. So you guys like hard
2: boiled eggs?
1: I do. I like the white part. So do
2: I. I
0: See, don't
1: like the yellow part. That's it's weird texture. When I was a it's kid, chalky or something. My
2: mom used to make me hard boiled eggs, and I would always pop the yellow part out and mm-hmm. just eat the egg white. Yeah. Yep. It's good for you. Lowers your is. cholesterol.
0: It, it, it is uh, I think That was that was one of those things Jess and I always talk about That I liked when I was younger But I think I got sick once When I ate them And so I haven't eaten them since And I don't think it was even related To the hard boiled eggs I just happened to be sick Like happened to throw up Because I was had a stomach bug Or
2: something like that See I like egg whites in salads as well Yeah so, I do it in salads yeah.
1: too See I don't eat salads I was just thinking that I was like oh we've got some eggs in there And i got some salad I'm going to start I am I'm not a, a rabbit. Therefore, no, I eggs. will
0: not have salad. <laughs>
2: that's the wrong, the wrong show. All, that's <laughs> that's,
0: that's why we do—the Parks and Rec show. Ooh. We got, we got to get this one. DJ Roomba. We yeah, gotta get why this don't you one focus on what this, you got? We got to get this on. one done. We got to. Uh, Jim and Pam, the wedding—the Jim and Pam wedding—is so important to Michael. That's something that I had written down in this uh, on my nose. Why are you rolling your eyes?
1: Because it's just one of those other moments where he's kind of almost he pushes the limits but on being intolerable but it's
0: it's so important to him and and part of it is he wants to he wants badly to be more a part of the wedding for i think for his own sake but i think part of it is that he wants to con- feel like he's contributing because these two are so important to him it's like his kids yeah getting married mm-hmm. and he
2: he makes that statement um mm-hmm. on the 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 series finale mm-hmm. he's just like it's like my kids like all my kids grew up and married each other <laughs> well, which it's, is every father's it's every dream. father's <laughs> dream
0: uh you know we get the michael tied all the the soda cans to his car and jim and pam were kind of like aren't you, isn't you supposed to do that yeah, for the it's... never mind it looks great <laughs> And then later on in the episode when the wedding is actually happening and Jim and Pam were all dressed up. And Michael's like, I'm so excited. My heart is filled with joy. How do I look? <laughs> and they're like, you, you look, look great. great. Yeah, you look great. Uh, and then there was, uh, he was telling the rest of the office to all be on their best behavior. You know, he was like, "We're. Go- this is the biggest wedding that's going to happen in this office until I get married, of course
1: which we're representing the company Mm -hmm. i was like what
2: which is something that i've always been upset at the office about we never got to see michael scott's wedding Mm -hmm. and it's very upsetting to me i think about that all the time
0: yeah that's and you know it's something i guess they couldn't
2: like that would have been an amazing episode like, yeah. they could have probably ended the series on that, but I mean, he split, he obviously went separate ways and, and whatnot, and I think there was kind of like a, like a little bit of bad blood when he left the show, if okay. I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was the yeah. case. Yeah,
2: because he didn't end up making a cameo until mm-hmm. the very, very last episode. Interesting. But, I, he, when he said that in this episode, I was like, man, oh my God, that makes me so sad. I would love to see that.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But does, did Phyllis get married before? Four. yeah okay so that kind of craps on Phyllis's wedding a little yep. bit too
3: <laughs>
0: you know I, I didn't even think of that uh, the other thing that I noticed that at the rehearsal dinner the sign right before they go into the the room where they're everybody's giving the speeches and uh, Beasley and Halpert is are both spelled wrong Uh <laughs> Uh, Beasley is spelled uh, B-E-S-L-Y. I think there's supposed to be an extra E in there, and uh, Halpert is spelled Halpret, H-A-L-P-R-E-T. So I think that's just a little sign that there's going to be. This is going to be a drama-filled <laughs> wedding. That's that's the least of their concerns. But from from the beginning, you know, all the way to the end, it is. Like most things on The Office, it is not going to be a flat road. It's going There's going to be some, some speed bumps on the way there. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the synopsis that the boys, particularly Michael and Dwight and Andy, are and I guess Kevin too, are all looking to just hook up at the wedding. And Michael would eventually hook up in this episode, which we'll talk about in a second here. But before we get to that, let's talk about Meemaw. So does Dwight a little bit. Me, uh, Dwight does, and he's he's ravished afterwards. He's famished after a ra- a ravishing night of lovemaking yeah. with Pam's best friend, who he immediately th- you know pushes away this gorgeous woman because he doesn't find her interesting.
2: Well, she's a dental hygienist from Cam Carbondale. Carbondale. She's yeah. a bumpkin.
0: She is. Yeah. And she makes love like one. She does. <laughs> Let's talk about Meemaw, though, Jessica. What were your impressions of her?
1: I was a little confused. You hate everything. Yeah I, yeah. I was a little confused by Meemaw. Like, we pretend that she's this almost senile, helpless, can't turn off the television set old lady. There's a lot
0: of buttons <laughs> there is a on lot that of remote. Well,
1: but then she, but she couldn't Bruno even push the on button on the front. She just the, had to let it happen. On the front. But yet. <laughs> During that speech, she does not miss a
0: thing—not mm-hmm. a she thing. Sharp. She's sharp when it comes to uh, people talking. She's not so sharp when it comes to the technology.
1: Yeah, know. yeah. I but just found it, it a little odd that she—it was just barely alluded to—and she's like, "What? What? What was that?" It was. It was.
0: It was very strange that. Well, first of all, it was very strange that. Jim was the one who let the pregnancy secret out Yeah <laughs> We all thought it would be Michael But it was not, it was Jim And do you think Jim That that kind of slipped out Because He felt so rushed To kind of get The attention away from Michael Michael had kind of commandeered Jim's brother's speech Which was Jim's brother's speech was awful Awful, <laughs> yeah. awful. They're talking about how hot Pam's body was, and maybe that would uh, that would
1: get their wives get to their step wives, it
0: up. you know, to get do a little cardio, a
2: little more
0: cardio.
3: <laughs> cardio. <laughs>
0: and even uh, Michael can, even Michael, and who's usually clueless, can tell that these guys are bombing it. And Michael takes his sees his opportunity. You know, wasn't supposed to make a speech, but sees that the boys are bombing, and sees you know what. If I'm going to make my move, I'm going to make it now.
1: But he doesn't even do a speech. He does, like, stand-up comedy.
0: Yeah. It's pretty good, though. Dwight likes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that that kind of makes... I think that kind of threw Jim off because he felt like he had to jump in and get into... I don't know if Jim was originally... I, I assume he was originally going to do a speech because the groom usually does at the rehearsal dinner, kind of thanking of everybody. Mm-hmm. Jim kind of has to jump in real quick, quicker than he, I guess he wanted to, and maybe yeah, that kind of threw him off it. a little bit, and that's how he ended up slipping up, because he wasn't totally on his game. I'm
1: not buying it. Well, sorry, go ahead. He,
0: just got yo, he had
1: a, a plenty of time. He had a very smooth story that he was telling, and very sweet moments, and he didn't really seem flustered or rushed at all. Like you said, I think he did plan on saying that little speech. It sounded like he had had it kind of thought well thought out, prepared, and then he kind of got to the end and was moving on, and that's when he slipped up. so I don't know it doesn't I don't think it's a direct result from Michael
2: so with me, so if you go back to the episode where michael is running through the woods and jim has to take over the office and all that stuff like he starts making mistakes mm-hmm. in the office and i believe at this point in time uh, jim is co-manager with I, think, yeah, I think he's like i
0: think he's like the number 2 i guess when the i think when the branches merge right he came over as the number 2
2: so then he's he's making more mistakes in the mm-hmm. office and he's kind of making like michael scott esque Mistakes, and I think this is another one that he makes. I feel like he he tries to take over the the speech, and he freezes for a second because he gives a really good speech all the way up until the point of where he just makes a mistake, and then it's he. It's always our
0: glasses, yeah. except for Pam, for obvious reasons.
2: Well, what do you mean obvious reasons? <laughs> yeah,
1: then he then he totally turns into yeah. Michael and is just like. Yep. Right, she's an alcoholic. alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, yeah, no, he even says that to Michael later when, yeah. like right afterwards, when they're standing there, he goes, "Is there something about being the office manager That makes you say stupid things?" and <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> he said, "Not, not that I've found."
2: Right, <laughs> but I think, and then you see that a couple times throughout the rest of the series. But, but I thought, like, I picked up on that a couple times throughout throughout the series.
0: Yeah, that was it. Was interesting, and like Jess said, Meemaw doesn't.
2: Miss a word If
0: somebody would have said that at a wedding I may not have even noticed Because a lot of times you're just You're you're listening You're not hanging on every word
1: Well, and at that moment He's just asked you to pick up your glass So you're now going, which one is my Uh glass? Oh yeah, this is my glass And you know And you've already
0: listened to Minutes minutes, of nonsense by three other guys Plus I
2: would already be like Three sheets to the
0: wet at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, I need a drink.
2: Yeah.
0: Like this drink can't come. Raise your glasses. Qu- yes, yeah, fine. Yes. Drink, <laughs> drink, 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 drink. Go, go, go.
1: Will's already drinking. You, you, He's like, well, you wouldn't have oh, heard it. Your
0: oh, <laughs> you, uh, here you go. You wouldn't have heard it over the go 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 yeah. go go go. But Meemaw hears it and uh Meemaw <laughs> is not happy that Pam is knocked up. And And
1: that they were living together. They
0: were living together. It's even worse. Uh, Meanwhile, it's not the 1800s anymore. (laughs) As uh, Michael would say. And Michael actually kind of redeems himself after this. Kind of. Jess is rolling her eyes. (laughs) Every time I make a good point, she rolls her eyes. See what I deal with? He
1: goes to her room because he's scoping it out. Because she's leaving and he might get a (laughs) room. Because remember, he doesn't have a room. He didn't make a reservation. I, we don't
0: know that's, that's why. That's why he
1: says that Meemaw's leaving. There's a room available. That and the very next thing is him knocking on her door.
0: But why would he go there in the middle of night go go there there the night? He didn't go there to
1: talk her into staying. He wanted her room.
2: I don't know. We don't know
0: that.
1: Uh-huh. I think he uh-huh. says
2: at one point, he's like says. Li- doesn't he say something about being really good with older women? Yes. Or something. Yes, he
0: says, uh, I wrote it down here. He's great. He's always been great with old women. Uh, actually, for a while, his grandma was his best friend, until Henrietta came along, and she thinks she's so important or something like that.
2: A <laughs> oh, poor Michael. Fucking Henrietta. Like man. every single time. Like there was the the part with with his his mom's wedding to uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's like he pees himself. Yeah. Walking down the aisle, and then now his grandma has a new
1: lesbian lover sounds like it it's
2: good for her you know it's
1: 2020
0: yeah Yeah, it's 2020 be whatever you want yeah
1: So then he starts on this like little speech and you're like, Oh, he's saying, you know, women have come a long way and they can do what they want and we shouldn't Stop label the 1800s them for anymore, it." And they just because they have sex before marriage doesn't make them a whore. A whore. He
0: <laughs> said, You would probably call Pam a whore in your day.
1: <laughs> but then he goes into they get drunk and they take their tops off and we take photos <laughs> of them and that's and a should, good thing. We should encourage like, them that. right, Michael. But so just, like he starts to the get beauty. there and just... It's then a beautiful just, mind ugh. at
0: work here that we don't understand the inner workings of. He gets there. That's the point. Yeah. You would take the direct route. Michael takes the scenic route and doubles back often and gets lost sometimes, but he gets
2: there. That's the point. He,
1: by upsetting people along the way.
2: But he comes through. He came
1: through in the end. Came through in the
2: clutch, baby. Because stays. Yeah.
1: Yes, because he tells her that Jim and Pam are going to name their kid Meemaw.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you mean Sylvia? Yes. And yes. if it's a boy, Sylvio.
0: And then we see Meemaw smile for the first time. She smiles after that. This was the lady that I think Pam said, uh, uh, Pam's dad asked which one's Meemaw? Yeah. It's the one that doesn't have any... Lines. S- any li- light lines from yeah. smiling, like smile lines or anything like that, because she's never smiled in her life. Michael made her smile. There you go. So there you go, Jess. Right. Jokes on you. Hey 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 hey! I don't like your opinion. Pretty good. Cause 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 it, it really sucks. It ping pong. Cause it sucks at ping pong. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Nailed it. Uh, side plots we got going on here. We've got so many. So many. We've got Kevin. Who was uh, misintroduced as Oscar's boyfriend? <laughs> now, who was the lady, the girl who was in Pitch Perfect? Was that that's, uh, that's Pam's sister. Her sister? Sister, okay. Yeah. And then the other uh, one that Dwight hooks up the with is, is, is her friend. friend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the sister sees Oscar and Kevin together and assumes Kevin is Gil, which she had heard stories of being Oscar's mm-hmm. boyfriend, and Oscar's very offended by this <laughs> and Kevin the whole time saying I would be honored to be your boyfriend I would be the best boyfriend I could and, and Oscar just keeps saying you owe me an apology yeah. <laughs> he is very offended by that but Kevin is a part of that little storyline there and then there's even a, a little one later where he's rubbing Oscar's hair because he's jealous of his hair and then the sister walks by at the same time uh there is the Kevin hairpiece Line. And there's also the story of Kevin's shoes.
2: It's a very Kevin-heavy show.
0: There was a lot of Kevin side story in the, in here. Yeah. And the, sto- the story of the shoes. But it was
1: two episodes. We had a lot of time. That's true. To get a lot of extra stuff in there. I feel like a lot of people had side so stories. Here, here's my
0: here's my issue with that, though. Because Andy also has a huge side story here with the torn scrotum. Right. Uh, they must call me Baskin Robbins because I feel like a banana split. Oof. And famous last words. Pam has to on the night before her wedding has to drive him <laughs> to the hospital that she doesn't know where he's at, and but Andy's a total douche in the car. He is. to he, her. But
1: wait, the bonus there though is
0: the boner there.
1: No, 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 no. We don't do that. That sort got, that got torn, Injury. Yeah. Um, he Andy rented out the honeymoon suite the night before the wedding. I'll
0: break into bed. But he doesn't oh, yeah. sleep
1: there. So, Pam was very concerned about this, but he ends up not sleeping Ah, in the honeymoon suite. So he didn't
2: break in the bed. Nope. Spent the night with the...
1: With the bride. bride.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think she stepped on my hand when she walked to the bathroom.
2: Andy, were you crying in the middle of the night? Or did I dream that? No, that was real.
0: (laughs) Uh, I talked about how Andy was a douche to Pam in the car. Uh, Kind of saying that I wouldn't have hurt myself if I didn't have to go out of my way to make it fun. That should be your job. And Pam's like, what? My job is to get married. Right. And Andy's kind of insinuating that the wedding has been lame. And that's Pam's fault. While she's driving him to the hospital eight hours before her wedding.
2: Right. Yeah. You know what? So quick sidebar. Something that I noticed during the episode. We don't
0: sidebar ever on this uh, well, show.
2: Well, we're sidebarring now. Uh, <laughs> I'm commandeering this this podcast. We, side, the, we
0: we sidebar all the time.
2: You know the one person I noticed that wasn't at the wedding? Daryl. Daryl's not at Pam and Jim's wedding.
0: Ooh, interesting.
2: And Daryl's a close friend of Jim.
0: Like, I wonder if Daryl was like filming hot tub time machine or something. Probably when this
2: was but it was just that was just something that I noticed. I was just like, huh. I'm like that's like at, at that good point. point in time at season six, like Daryl's a pretty prominent figure.
0: Uh let me ask you about somebody else that you just made me think of. Uh Stanley brings uh a woman to the Yeah. But that's not his wife. Correct. No. It's his mistress. But he <laughs> he says uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Stanley, Mr. and Mrs. Hudson, right. And then I think uh, Phyllis even makes a comment about it later when her ha- feather on her hat is hitting, yeah. uh, hitting Stanley at the wedding, and he says, "You know, if that feather hits me one more time." And she said, "Your wife liked the hat the first time she met, she saw it."
2: And she gives her, she gives his mistress a, side a little eye. A little sassy,
0: a little yeah. sassy look. This lady that you're kind of treating like she's your wife this weekend she ain't your wife yeah so a little little side stories there but kevin and andy really get the big side stories here and here's the the thing i kind of take issue with in this episode if we didn't have those extra things going on we could have made this just a 30 minute episode and it could have still been really good yeah one, one issue i have with this Niagara episodes four and five of season six. It's, it's too long. It's too much filler, fill, filling in space, so we can make it into a two-episode thing. Did you guys feel like that, or am I off course?
2: No, I didn't at all. I I, I like both episodes. Uh, episodes, and I think they both stand on their own, their own merits.
0: It just kind of reminds me of like when a when a band comes out with like a double album, and it's good. Right, but if they would have just picked the best songs and put it just on one
2: CD, like when Metallica released the uh, Garage Inc.
0: Yes. Yeah. Or like, st- like I always think of like Stevie Wonder, like Songs in the Key of Life. Right. It's like two two CDs and um, like the Michael Jackson Jackson History album. You know, Ooh. that could have been like one amazing CD.
2: Or I can't think of any other double albums.
0: Or like uh, the the Notorious B.I.G. had a a double album. That, Did he? Yeah. Huh. That could have been uh one really good really good album. Uh I just think it's I don't know. I just think it could have been an amazing thirty minute episode if we took out some of the the filler that didn't really like I didn't I didn't need to have Andy Terrace scrotum.
2: It's pretty funny though. Is it? Was, I thought
0: it was. Is he? What else you got? What else
2: you got? <laughs> that was. Yeah. What, what else you got?
0: When uh, everybody else is, is worried about Andy because he's screaming on the floor and Aaron's just going, "What else you got?"
2: Uh, and another She's thing that cool I noticed, and it's like, I, like I notice all these. I watched it so many times, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to notice like little things, like continuity things that just bother me. Mm-hmm.
0: So well, you're an Office historian.
2: I so. am. And so later on, in season 8 or 9, I believe, there's an episode where Aaron is, uh, there's a holiday party, mm-hmm. and Aaron goes up to uh, Rubber, California, and says, well, I've never had a drink before. Uh, well, what do you suggest? She's drinking in this episode.
3: Mm.
0: Interesting.
2: That's why they need guys like you on staff at
0: these shows to call out continuity stuff. It bothers me. It's like, like these
3: little things.
0: Like Marvel Comics has people that, and and Marvel Movie Studios too, have people specifically for continuity.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When they're when they're going over like plans for for a you know a series of comics or plans or, or movie script, these continuity people will go over and say, "No, you can't do that because that person said this back on in, in in issue 8. In 1974 That they don't do this And they've never met this person And You know So there's They need people like that
2: Like it's something just so small But it just kind of sticks out to me And I'm just like Wait a minute I got you Yeah
1: I think The The wedding storyline Is so long Mm -hmm. That they had to make it to It's kind of the same thing With the deposition If you had just done the deposition And none of the other stuff It would have been you wouldn't have had anybody else in the story It would have been so focused on Jim, Pam And what was going on with them Either You would have had to Cut a lot out of the Wedding story mm-hmm. so come, To make it condense sorry. And fit into one episode Without having no filler
0: I hear. A couple more things in this episode uh, On the wedding day Pam calls for Jim You're not supposed to see the, the bride before the wedding But Pam is five months pregnant and very hormonal And she's had, had a lot of issues this weekend She's upset over the whole Andy situation She's upset over Her dad bringing uh, her, His young girlfriend To the wedding and right. his mom talking about it Non-stop, she's upset about the, the Torn veil, she's upset About her uh, Best friend and bridesmaid banging Dwight <laughs> You know, she's upset uh, By a lot of things and Pam and Jim Run off And they get married on the Maid of the Mist boat, and they end up coming back, and we don't find out that this happened until later, but when they come back, the wedding that they have in the chapel is just kind of a a show wedding, a presentation wedding, because they've already, when they walk down the aisle there, they've already been officially married on the boat. It was plan C. It was plan C.
2: This This is one of the episodes that... Always Like we We talked about one In the last Couple episodes That makes me cry Every single time This is one that does it Every single time right. He talks about Plan A through C Mm-hmm I just
0: Marry, Marrying her along. Plan A was marrying her A long time ago Pretty, pretty much, much right Where he met her hmm <laughs> Andy was tearing up At the, uh, at the toast Yeah When uh, Jim was telling stories About you know How he used to uh, you know,
1: Pretend to not know How to Drive a stick right. And didn't know how to make, make copies, copies so. And Just anything he could To Spend more time with her
0: And uh, he was Waiting But he knew he was waiting for his wife that, All that <laughs> time Oh look at Will Aww, Will got it
1: Give him a tissue
0: So uh, At the actual wedding We get the uh, The reason why they They went off and got married On the maid of the mist boat Because they were worried about Something When the wedding was being planned, there was this YouTube video that came out. It was called JK Wedding Entrance Dance, and it's been viewed over 100 million times on YouTube. I'm assuming you both have seen it at some point. Yes, I've seen
1: it done, yeah.
0: Uh, Time Magazine ranked that video as the number 15 YouTube video of all time. Okay. The number 15 of all time.
1: What does
2: Time Magazine have What have they ever
0: done, honestly? Like, who are they... Like to pass judgment on like who's the person of the year what or, was number one? Um I assume it's
2: Man gets hit in the the crotch with football?
0: I'm sure. I mean that's hilarious. That's really? always that funny would be hilarious. Charlie bit my finger. Oh, <laughs> oh that was a good
2: one too. That's a good one. Now I wanna see that. Uh
0: but the the if the video if you've never seen it, it's JK Wedding Entrance Dance. like Jess said, it's been w- redone, you know. Billions of times But the original Has, has been viewed Over a hundred million times On YouTube It's to the Chris Brown song Forever Chris Brown Just here for the tunes Will
2: Now if Not here I, for the
0: extracurriculars it,
2: Me As a As a huge Chris Brown, Brown Fan If I were to ever Want to use His music for anything Because he's a very Big proponent of
0: Beating women
2: Strong relationships I would want to use them In a, in a Wedding You beat up ceremony. Rihanna Yes yeah, he did. Yes, he
0: did. <laughs> I'm just here for the tunes. I'm not here for the extracurriculars. Not here for What's the. What's your science. favorite uh, Chris
2: Brown song? Um, I don't know. The doublement is it doublement? It's the doublement double double song. Whatever. I don't
0: know. Yeah, double your Whatever. pleasure, double your fun. Yeah, yeah, that's in the song. Dance
2: forever. Ever, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. what My favorite Chris Brown song it's is that one. Okay, I'll go with that one. Not a huge Chris Brown guy. I'm, I'm catchy. I'm here for the tunes. Not here for the beating I mean, of the girlfriends. I was about though.
2: to say, you beat me to the punchline.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: gotcha. Uh, the other thing that kind of comes out of this wedding is something that's going to play off as a storyline down the line here, and that is Michael hooking up with Pam's mom.
3: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: that's going to go all the. I mean, that's going to go to where, you know, Pam doesn't. Pam, you know slaps the slapping of Michael episode the the birthday episode where uh, Michael decides that Pam's mom is too old for him and dumps her on her birthday all the way to an episode that Jess and I recently watched where Michael gets the the cold sore and goes back to all his ex-lovers and we get to see Pam's mom again after he mistakes a random old lady at the park yes yeah exactly we were romantically involved I don't think so, <laughs> but there, that was—I uh, think that was pretty much pretty much everything I wanted to cover on that episode there. And then I just got some news and notes. We had the gym tie cutting scene uh, that took seven takes apparently to get that one just right. Uh, something that I noticed being a baseball fan, Michael said he wanted to go third uh, while giving toasts. He wanted to bat cleanup, where mm-hmm. batting cleanup really means that you're going. Fourth, so michael doesn't understand sports like he thinks he does uh jessica do you remember the uh marshall and lily wedding of how i met your mother vaguely it reminded me a lot of this episode there was a lot there was uh, marshall like shaving right. his head i think there was even a tie cutting thing in that episode wearing a
2: silly hat uh
0: they ended up getting married outside with just like the, the close friends and then I think going back in and having, like, the the mock ceremony.
1: Well, I which just kind of
0: reminding me yeah. of Jim and Pam, actually.
1: I thought that they did this really well and captured it really well. That, you know, it is really annoying because it's supposed to be about the bride and mm-hmm. the groom. And it somehow never ends up being that way. And it's always about what everybody else wants and making everybody else happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> our... our Guest list was like three times as long because your mom wanted to invite people we'd never even met.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, now I was at that wedding. So, well, yes. how old were you so. at that wedding in 2003?
1: Didn't you usher? 18.
0: Usher, usher, didn't you usher? Dun, 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 I didn't think so. No. I was
1: just
0: yeah. there. Chris looking, and looking fine as hell. Chris Andrew, and Andrew were ushers. Yeah. yeah, I
2: was 18.
0: You're oh 18? God, yeah, old. Old. yeah. You were slaying it in 2003. Yeah, you. girlfriend. Oh he no. We can pull
2: up the pictures around. And see yeah.
0: if he was you. <laughs> Is that a girl bro? Uh, What else we got here Uh, Something we talked about On the booze cruise episode Pam did not want to get married on a boat And she wanted her parents to be there Because uh, uh, Captain Jack wanted to marry him on the boat I'm your party captain I'm
2: your party captain
0: too <laughs> God, I hate Michael in that episode. <laughs> Everybody, Captain. Uh, Pam didn't want to get married on a boat to Roy. I think she just didn't want to get married to Roy. That was just her uh, little...
1: I thought, too, she knew that he would he would back out, so she gave like a oh. logical reason. She's like, oh, shit. She oh. thought he was going to embarrass her right then and there and be like, nope, nope, I don't want to get married right now. Gotcha. And no, no, ma- that wait. would be another... You know, strike against them kind of thing. So she gave a, a was, logical reason. Maybe that no, was just fake taking. I away. want my family there. Well, I mean, she, they, she still
2: gets married in front of her parents.
1: But not even the real one. She gets married one.
2: on a boat. Uh, she was
0: already married when she walked into that oh, church. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and they she want, did get married on a boat.
2: They wanted to have a little sweet ceremony. It was just them two. It was really sweet. Okay. it just it's
3: perfect.
0: And speaking of perfect, it, the uh, scene. Specifically on the boat, where the episode ends with Pam's head on Jim's shoulder, and he kind of looks at the camera and, and kind of gives a little smile, is a direct callback to the first episode, where she falls asleep on his shoulder and he looks at the camera. So it all ties together. Uh, Dwight's three wolf moon T-shirt. We got to talk oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: In my mic uh
0: that was that was our dog uh, nightwing joining the show there who loves loves the how uh dwight's three moon three wolf moon <laughs> shirt uh became a hit on amazon before this episode uh back in 2009 there was it became like a viral thing where people were that hadn't even bought the shirt were going on and writing fake reviews on amazon and it has like 4,000 reviews now. Uh, guys saying that it had magic powers. That, <laughs> that it said that it could. That had that it emitted like a pheromone to attract women.
2: Can you still buy it on Amazon? You
0: can still buy it. I think it's like 13.99 with Prime shipping. Uh, I think you can even get it in different colors. One person said that the only thing he didn't like about it is that there were only three wolves on it, and then he felt like they could have put some more wolves on the shoulders. Like, show off the guns a little bit more, so I think he took a star away
2: for that. Oh my gosh, it's still on Amazon
0: at one point. It was Amazon's top apparel selling item (laughs) back in 2009. Wow, and so, uh, kind of like how the writers will just ordered one by the way. I saw him put it in his XL, By the way, I got a birthday coming up. Look at that! Got a birthday coming up in a couple weeks. I'm an XL, just so you know. I'll. Turn 40. You can a, get
2: it in
1: blue.
0: I'm a man. I'm 40 in a couple weeks. Ooh. So I'm an XL.
1: I think the black's got to be the best color because it's well, the contrast so and the midnight. This one
2: blue. has an American flag. Mount. Interesting. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I do love
0: America. Yeah. I, uh, one, one of the reviews said that he di- the only thing he didn't like about the shirt is that when you cross your arms, you can't see the wolves. And he also wished that the wolves glow, uh, glowed in the dark.
2: Uh, well, correction, there uh, is a glow-in-the-dark version now.
0: Oh, probably because of that review.
2: Boom. Interesting. Is that one more expensive? Uh, that one is... It's between $13 and 43 so I would okay. assume... Okay, so it's I, most, somewhere in there. Probably the most
0: expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Three Wolf Moon shirt is still available on Amazon.com. Go ahead and uh, order one up for you. Apparently, there's been a lot of knockoffs, but I think, like, the mountain... Man is like the seller The official seller or The mountain like that. Yeah yeah, the yeah. Mountain. So that's the one That you want to buy from uh, Perfect In the dancing part Of the episode Toby is the only one From the office Who doesn't go down the aisle
1: Yeah I was Noticed that I was looking for Even that Even Angela
0: walks down the aisle She's not happy about it But Toby does not And we know he's there
1: Well you know He doesn't really support The wedding
0: uh, Kevin The actor that plays Kevin I think Brian uh, Bogardner Or something like that
1: Kevin Malone.
0: Uh, uh, Kevin Malone. His real-life parents uh, were on the Maid of the Mist boat. Uh, they were in town visiting him, and then they got to go on the boat and be extras. So they were actors.
3: Sweet. On
0: That's cool. Boat. And the thing that I really thought was cool, uh, Jim's dad... Was
1: seeing Kelly's butt. Uh, Jess <laughs>
0: caught this.
1: I, like, uh, wasn't even in the room. I, like, walked was in. was Aaron's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was oh, Aaron's. yeah, Aaron's butt. Uh, That's when what I meant. Aaron,
0: like, kicks or something. And when she's walking, walking down, down the aisle, aisle. She apparently flashes.
2: Yep. Like, her butt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I thought she did. Mm-hmm. This time I paid a little closer attention. Yeah, you you paused it? She definitely does. I didn't pause it. Uh-huh. Not that we'll, we'll go back and pause Not it later. Not that creep. We'll pause
0: yeah, we're, we are that creepy. We're just not going to do it we're right now. We're
2: just doing research, you know?
0: Uh, Jim's dad in, this, in uh, this episode is played by an actor named Robert Pine. Okay, You might recognize the last name. Because Robert Pine is the real-life father of Chris Pine, who played uh, Captain Kirk in the Star Trek reboots. He was also in the Wonder Woman movies. And Chris Pine and John Krasinski, who plays Jim, have both portrayed Jack Ryan Her So Little uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon That is Yeah
2: That's pretty Pretty
0: good So Chris Pine Who plays Jim's dad His Or uh, Robert Pine His son In real life Is Chris Pine Chris Pine And the actor that played Jim John uh, Krasinski Have both portrayed The character Jack Ryan Interesting There you go fun the, more facts, you, the more you know Fun facts for no and tell So uh, Let's take a little break we will mull it over, and we will be back with our decision and our uh, reasons behind that decision on which episode of The Office is going to advance to round two in the search for the goat.
2: Bah! There you go,
0: dicking around on his phone. He's yep. slow with the uh, with the drop as usual. Cheeto fingers. Search for the greatest office of all time as the deposition takes on Niagara. Stick around, we'll be right back. Office of all time as we search for the greatest office ep- episode of all time in this round one matchup, the final matchup in the Michael Scott region, the deposition taking on Niagara. And I told you at the beginning of this episode that I wasn't in love with either one of these episodes. Mm. Uh, Will is very disappointed. He's not mad. He's just disappointed. Yep. You know, and sometimes hmm. that's worse.
2: That's what I tell my like my the people like my employees. Your subordinates. At work all the time. Yeah. They're like you know what, I'm never mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's worse, though. It is. Yeah, that they makes that,
0: that hurts their feelings even worse. Good. So I'm gonna go first here. <laughs> Jess always wants to go last. We gave Will the option, and he wanted to go second. Back cleanup, so ah, to speak. Back cleanup. <laughs> uh, I don't. I actually had a hard time with this one. I'm guessing from the discussion that you guys did not have as hard of a time as I did with this. And maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of had a hard time with this one because I thought it was a little skewed because Niagara was two episodes and the deposition was only one. I thought that the deposition had some bigger laughs, but I thought that uh, the Niagara episode had more laughs, but they just weren't as big. But I thought maybe that just because they had more because the episode was stretched out as much, uh, quite a bit more. I thought that maybe Niagara being stretched out kind of hurt it a little bit when it could have been tighter and more concise and it would have made the episode better. However, I cannot, you know, for the similar reasons that I picked Goodbye Michael, I can't ignore the the magnitude of this episode and how important it is, and the fact that the Jim and Pam romance is something that we had wanted for so long and built up for so long. And the Jim and Pam romance is one of those things that, on most shows, hmm, tell me if you, th- if you feel differently, most shows, there's always kind of the, the build up between characters, like when they're gonna hook up, when are they gonna hook up, when are they gonna hook up, and that's all that you want, and then when you get it, you're kind of like, oh. And it kind of loses the magic. This is one of the shows where it doesn't really lose the magic, right? I Not think...
1: right away. And he goes to fill to Philly. Yeah, they things get <sighs> kind of yeah. Was <It>, it... <laughs> well, like I pretend those don't exist. Yeah, it, it
0: gets a. Li- it's almost like they're they Brian, force drama there. Yeah, right. they they force you know like
1: yeah. Th- the it's fact a,
0: that they would—it's not a th- thing
2: that would be a big disagreement.
0: The Let's,
1: characters that we have gotten to know—that mm-hmm. wouldn't—they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They got that a lot wouldn't of wouldn't be a problem for yeah, them. They
2: got a lot of fan outrage about that that storyline with Jim going to Philadelphia and then the whole Brian thing later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, like I hated. Like, they were I like, hated no. The,
0: I hated the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like,
2: that wouldn't that, like this isn't a thing that wouldn't happen.
0: Plus, the camera guy plays like a real big douche on Silicon Valley, <laughs> so. <laughs> When I Every time I see him I was like Oh you piece yeah. of shit Yeah right. Although I will say That Gabe The actor that plays Gabe Pretty much plays The exact same character On Silicon Valley So if you've never If you like The Office And you like you Gabe know, it, Nobody likes Gabe But if you think Gabe yeah. is funny Walk nah. away bitch <laughs> <laughs> Walk
2: away Shut up about the sun Shut up about the sun
0: He's very into like uh, uh, Erotic film He's an erotic film Aficionado Gore porn and stuff yeah. like that, uh, but I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to go with Niagara. That's my pick. I'm not super excited about Niagara's um, potential for having a deep run into the tournament. I don't see it as like a Final Four team or anything like that. But I do think that it's good enough to advance to the second round.
2: William, um, so. Like going into the bracket, I thought that it would be uh, a very difficult decision. But I mean, when the long, in the long run, when I started thinking about it, it was actually a little bit easier for me to figure out. Um, that's why I picked Niagara, mm-hmm.
0: rending Jess's vote obsolete.
2: Yep, going solely off of the the whole Andy Terry and his scrotum storyline. That's it. Nothing else in the episode matters to me. The whole time. Yep. The whole, like, Pam and Jim wedding. Don't care. I like the other storyline. No. Um, Interesting. Interesting. That is a hot take. No, I actually... I I really like this episode. Um, I think it's the culmination of what Pam and Jim's relationship has been up until that point. Um, I think it has laughs and it makes me, you know, obviously get emotional and...
0: One of the best romances in TV history. I yep,
2: think. One of the best romances in TV history and it, it just kind of has everything to me and you know what i'm gonna fight for this episode all the way into the finals
0: well, i don't think it's gonna make it, to the it probably
2: won't <laughs> but but no I, I i really like this episode um i think it has a lot of good things to to laugh at and then it, it has a lot of good memory points for me um and i actually i look forward to it every single time i'm watching back through. so
0: jessica your vote doesn't matter uh, just just like living in the United States, but...
2: Hey! <laughs> the of political review.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, your vote doesn't matter, but you can go ahead and cast it anyway, I guess.
1: It might not matter right now, but if Will and I decide <laughs> to team up against you and make Niagara make it to the Final Four,
0: Whoa. it'll matter then.
1: What a plot okay. twist. Okay, I mean,
0: you would have to lie...
1: No, about maybe it, not.
0: ...about it beating certain episodes, because... I don't Maybe think it can make it on its own merit. But that's whatever. Your opinion, sir. That is my Votes opinion. can be bought. Um That's true. That's why your vote doesn't matter. <laughs> if you aren't paid for your vote, it doesn't matter. Right.
1: The deposition episode I mean we see a lot of things, we learn a lot of things, but not really anything we didn't already know. I think we didn't the whole thing
0: was good at ping pong.
1: Do we care though? It comes I, up a lot.
0: Yeah, Once, the rest of the years, in, in the, the same episode. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, at least every couple shows King it just Kong's brought up.
1: I mean, we it moves Michael's and Jan's relationship forward, but it really doesn't change closer anything. The, closer to the end <laughs> of the um, it really doesn't change anything else. Nobody else's storylines progress, but yeah, Niagara, like you said, it's it's one of those. We've been waiting for, waiting for, waiting for. It's finally here. I liked all the side stories. I like it when everybody gets to be involved and we get to see what everybody's doing. I liked Andy's storyline. I just thought that. You just uh, like
0: torn scrotums. You always yeah, have. Always have.
1: It just was just so perfectly. Of course. Of course, Pam's the only one sober and has to mm-hmm. take him to the hospital. And it just seemed to fit
0: Jim can
1: you take Andy to the hospital
0: what, what? <laughs> Andy tore his scrotum what, what? <laughs> and then he, he's else. in
1: my room <laughs> icing his balls what <laughs> stop saying what
0: <laughs> that was good that's like that would reminds me of you <laughs> me
2: are you trying to push me off the phone right now no, no. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk, talk forever. forever. <laughs> oh
1: my God, you're drunk. You went out with your brothers? Fr- your brothers.
2: You
0: went out with uh, Michael and uh, Michael Dwight. Dwight. Heyo.
1: <laughs> Is that so- Michael?
0: So we're uh, we're unanimous here that Niagara is going to advance to the mm-hmm. next round, and that's you
1: a, don't have confidence. That's in the it. first time. Yeah, that we've ever I been this
0: Unfortunately, though, I think it's because of lack of competition. Ooh, mm. I don't know. I
2: think it was kind of against a weak episode. Really. So the the deposition, if I could just talk about that for a second, it's just it's
1: we already a, talked about that. That was at the beginning. Yeah, we well, spent no, like an hour and a we'll
2: half. Just give it a little bit of like a like a final. My final oh, say on okay. The little deposition. cherry on top closing it's argument a, it's a downer yeah it's a downer of an episode yeah. and and but despite having like it's plot wise I think it's it's great like I really do and I think it's a strong episode but when you re- like when you watch it back through the amount of times that I laughed during that it really wasn't right. that much it was more of like me feeling sorry mm-hmm. for Michael the entire time yeah
0: I, like mm. I said I had a couple big laughs but not nearly as many as I had in Niagara. Not that it's all about the laughs, but it is a sitcom, you know, so there's mm-hmm. got to be some laughs in there.
1: Well, and now that you just said that, I feel like a lot of the plot points, laughs in the deposition were stuff we are already, we were reliving things. We had to bring up the picture again. You remember when, well, I remember when he sent this picture out?
0: Tan everywhere. Jan everywhere.
1: <laughs> and it was just like bringing up the past and reliving the past. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you, you remember, you remember when we, when you went to Sandals, Jamaica? Yeah, I
1: remember.
0: remember. You remember when, you remember how, how you think Ryan's hot? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: remember how you hate Toby? You
0: remember
2: that? I remember.
0: Yeah. It was, it was, it was a weak episode. And that's why I think Niagara was up against a weak episode. I think it was kind of like a, you know, like a, a one versus, one seed versus 16 seed. You know, it was kind of. You know, not... It, it, the deposition episode faced an uphill battle I'm trying to win here.
2: Yeah, I thought it was going to be closer than that. but I thought it was, too. But when I watched them back there, I was like, you know, no. It's yeah,
0: really not. I thought it was, too. So Niagara advances. They are the uh, fourth uh, episode to advance in the Michael Scott bracket. And the bracket, as it lays out right now, Dinner Party Advances... Dinner Party will take on Casual Friday in round two. And Goodbye Michael is going to take on Niagara. A couple of big moment episodes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Will likes to cry a lot on these uh, episodes. He's going to be two, sure tier, two uh, tear jerkers for him. It's going to be tough. Will's going to have a tough time getting through Goodbye ah. Michael versus Niagara.
2: Great. Can't wait to just cry for two episodes straight.
0: But the next time we talk to you guys, we're going to be in the Jim Halpert region, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be talking about drug testing, Mm. taking on garage sale. Garage sale. Garage sale. Garage sale. Oh, garage sale. Oh, garage sale. Never mind. Uh, You're our office historian, Will. You need to... Well, because, yeah,
2: okay, there's an episode where, where it's during the fun run, right? They go to the estate, to the estate sale. sale. Not the garage. That's the sale. first one I thought of. Mm-hmm. That Me forgot too. That I was there like, was the lamp.
1: No. Yep. I forgot that there was not. a
2: sale in the actual warehouse, which uh, is fun, not a garage.
0: Fun run will mm-hmm. show up. Warehouse sale. Yeah. Later on in the Jim Halpert uh, region of our bracket. So fun run is a great episode. Don't you worry, my friend. It's coming. But next time we see you, it's going to be season two, episode 20. According to our bracket, it might be different on Netflix. Drug testing taking on Season 7, Episode 19. Kind of looks like the... No, Goodbye Michael was the latest one we've had so far, but it's just a few episodes before Goodbye Michael. So one of the later episodes we've covered so far. Season 7, Episode 19, Garage Sale.
2: And you don't have much time left. To go back and re-watch The Office For the 16,000th time Because in 2021 If you thought 2020 was bad The beginning of 2021 The Office leaves Netflix And I immediately cancel my subscription yeah, Don't like that
0: No. And Mike, In the words of Michael Scott Don't like that You know I was kind of just looking at the bracket here And you know Goodbye Michaels of course When Michael Scott leaves the show And we don't see him again in, until the uh, finale But that's season 7, episode 22, there are only two episodes after that that made uh, the uh, tournament, The Greatest Office of All Is Time. Is there
2: one one from season 8 and one from season 9?
0: One from season 8, Pool Party yep. made it, and then the finale, season uh, 9, episode 24. It
2: speaks volumes.
0: So out of 32 episodes, only two of them are post-Michael Scott. Era,
2: which I think of the eighth and ninth season. PMS, yeah. post Michael oh. Scott. <laughs> the eighth and ninth seasons get a lot of bad rap, honestly, and, and I don't think they deserve that.
0: Well, we'll get into it. You're, you must be a big Robert California fan. I actually am. Uh, well, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Robert California. I don't think on the next episode, but we're going to talk about uh, everything that's happening in the Jim Halpert region. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Goat Office. Cast, Meh. Uh, And you could, or actually, it's. I think it's. Uh, yeah, at Go to Office Cast, and then you can email sure. us. Uh, go to Office Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll give you a shout out on the air. But uh, thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing, uh, and spreading the word. If you are listening on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcast or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, uh, get, leave us a five star review. Really appreciate it. Hope uh, up the uh, profile of this little podcast, the latest addition to the Rhino Podcasting Network, joining the Rhino Wrestling Review, uh, which is the gold standard, I think, I of of wrestling podcasts within walking distance of the Missouri River.
2: I would say bronze standard. The bronze, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think we could gold's too shiny. Yeah,
0: I don't think we could even get silver though. Bronze, bronze is good
2: though. You're on the you're on the podium. Bronze is like a nice like level color.
0: And then, if you want to hear Jess and I talk some Harry Potter, uh, broomsticks and butterbeer, also available on the Rhino Podcasting Network, wherever you get your podcasts on any platform. Pretty good. Jess is giving me the uh, the nod. That's a hot take. Yep, she really likes it. Jess, how would you uh, describe the podcast uh, on a level of one to six?
1: Ten.
0: Ten. Mm-hmm. I off I, the scale. I don't like it. I would give it a nine and three quarters.
1: Hey. Ooh geek
0: wow i'm dan rhino
1: jessica rhino will lewis
0: and uh we will see you next time on the goat office podcast in search of the greatest office of all time may all of your days be pretzel day
1: Bye. bye